So it was Wednesday, due to the craziness and the overwhelming use of the NYT server, network was slow to a fault. Prospective core members, that's the, the freshly graduated students, they were striving, putting in their bags to have their details printed out from the NYC site. The official news has been published already, so PCMs are supposed to report to camp in five days' time. The struggle. The whole internet cafe in the neighborhood was full to the brim. People were busy, struggling, scrambling, jostling, you know, trying to get their call-up letter ready and available for a take-off journey. No one knew where they are headed. That's the idea of the thing. That's the idea. I said to myself, I can't handle this stress alone. Let me call a close friend, you know, to help me soak up the pressure. So I picked my phone and I phoned Precious. Oh boy, where are you day? I bet come this cafe with it down the road, make we print our call up later together. He said, okay. Me said, I've been the fine who will even help me do my own self. I just tired for the whole thing. I said, fine. So I told him to hurry down as soon as possible. So Precious came and we began the struggle together. You know, the internet was slow already. So we we're just there trying to see, sometimes internet connection lost. Um, the server is too slow to, to pick up um, signal, so we had to refresh page and stuff like that. So that was how we struggled and struggled and then I said, okay, let me try for the final time. I logged in my details and the page began loading the call-up letter from below. I was like, ah, ah this thing load now. I was so impatient. You know that feeling of trying to see something you have been waiting for a long time. You want to see what it's like. You want to see what it has for you. Yeah, that's the feeling I had at that point. So when the whole page loaded, I covered the state of deployment region with my hand over the screen. And when I took it off, it read, NYC Permanent Orientation Camp, Chukun. It was Kaduna. For two minutes, I was lamenting. I was like, ah, I put a quibe on the new send me. I put this, the new academy go there. I put, why Kaduna? Why not? So while I was busy lamenting, Precious on the other hand was laughing at me. He then said to me, they don't carry you go the end of Nigeria. You go begin chase car. <laughs> it was so funny that I had to laugh. You know? I said, okay, fine. Let's see what yours is going to show. I logged in his own details and it loaded. To his own greatest surprise, um, he was posted to Sokoto. We saw NYSC Permanent Orientation Camp, Wamako, Sokoto. I returned uh, the favor. You know, when I opened mine, he was laughing. So I had to return the favor. I started laughing and I told him, oh boy, my own end of Nigeria. But they don't carry you go out of Nigeria. You've been taken out. We both laughed hard, you know, and then printed our stops and did some few photocopies. And then we left. I'll be back. Let me go for this water break. Whew. So yeah, welcome back. I just had to go for that quick water break. And then after we left the cafe, so I got home. I noticed I hadn't um, photocopied some of the credentials that was required of me from what I saw on the NYC website and other blogs. So I had to go home, pick up some few of my credentials to make photocopies. So I, I picked them and I came out of the house and I walked down the streets. There was a business center around. So I just went there and made some photocopies of my credentials and then I took it home. The preparation had begun already. Yeah. You know, we are next to go and stuff like that. 
So I had barely three days to take passport photograph. I got to the market to get white sneakers, um, shorts and polos and the other things I needed for the camping activities. Guess what? You know, it, it seems those at the market know when it's time for NYC. Yeah, they know when it's time for camping activities because when you turn to the left, you see white shirt, you turn to the right, sneakers all, hips up, you know, and then people are calling, yes, buy your NYC things here and stuff like that. Now, the vibe is not only for, for the PCMs, those that want to go for camping. It's also to those in the market because everywhere is just stocked up with things for camp. And then you begin to imagine, who gives them the info? So yeah, they are prepared too, just as we are prepared to buy from them. So yeah, like I said, you turn to the left and you see things you need and then... But the, the, the problem is, the problem is, everything was hiked. Now, they know this is something you need. They know this is something you must buy. And then you have no option because it is a need at that point. So everything is hiked, irrespective that virtually all the shops or virtually all the lines in the market are selling those items. So, but what do you do? So having gone from one shop to another looking for a fair price or something cheaper to get, I just had to enter one of the shops and then got it at any price they told me and I left because I was so tired. After taking the passport for the day, I had to gallivant around the whole market to see if I could get something for a fair price. But since I couldn't get them, I just had to leave with the one I got uh, at any price they told me. So it's remaining my ticket. Yes, I had to book for a ticket, a bus ticket that would take me down to Kaduna. So I went to the bus park. I asked where they load my motors to Kaduna. They showed me. I went to the receptionist there. And then I had to also pay. They say paying in advance, you have to pay at a lower fee. I think, I don't, I don't know the percentage. I can't remember the percentage they told me that was redu reduced from the main money. So I had to pay and then they gave my ticket. So we did photocopy and I had to take the original home. That's it. So two days before I packed my bag, I've had my credentials ready and everything. So it's almost like I'm set. The only thing that's remaining for me is just to put them together accordingly and then make sure my bag is arranged. Fast forward to 72 hours after. I couldn't sleep the night. I couldn't sleep the night before to take off. I couldn't sleep. You know, I was just having this feeling, you know, this feeling of a first time, like a first time, a first time experience, a first time experience. Um, something like I, I want to move somewhere I haven't gone before. Like I said before the episode one, I said I was a traveler, of course. I had moved to the, the West, I've gone to Lagos, I've lived in Wari. So yes, all those regions, I've moved to Bayasa before and stuff like that. But I hadn't gone up north. So I was like, okay, I'm going to the north. And then when I remember the hours I'm going to spend in the bus, seated. Yes, you go to Lagos for nine hours or seven from Port Harcourt, that's true. Or more, depending on hold up and stuff. But 12 hours plus to take you down to Kaduna. It's something I had to think about. So I was like, how do I cope? And it's not um, a luxurious bus where you can stand and stretch. It's going to be a 14-seater or 13-seater bus. And so all of those, I was just trying to think together with the vibe, okay, I'm going to the north, and then the stress I'm going to face along the road. That's just it. Okay, so it was um, quarter to 6 a.m. 
that's 5.45 a.m. in the morning. I woke up, or should I say stood up, because um, literally I wasn't in a deep sleep. I reached for my toothbrush, went to the bath, and came out clean. <laughs> Don't ask me how. <laughs> Alright, and I put on my blue jean, my red polo, and a black cardigan. You know, the black cardigan, so I, I don't feel cold now, which is very early in the morning and during the, the journey at the late hours of the night. Yes, because I know it's going to take me to the late hours of the night. You know, so I opted also for a don't loop keto sandals. I, I don't want to put on something that would be very uncomfortable for me. I don't want to put on shoes. So I opted for a don't loop keto sandals. You know, knowing fully well how distant the road is, I needed something to keep me at the barest comfort. Yeah, something to make me feel comfortable to move and to stretch my legs. No, do not ask me if I eat, because I couldn't eat. I couldn't eat anything. The, the, the anxiety and everything. So I, my, my stomach was just filled up, caged. I picked my school bag, my traveling bag, and then guess what else? My ball kit. Yeah, you heard right. My 10 liters bucket. <laughs> Funny, right? You know, seeing a young child like me, so tush, tall, fair, handsome, with a bucket, that early in the morning. I know, right? But to me, I, 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 it, it wasn't anything. It wasn't weird, you know, for my kind of person. I needed it. It is what I needed. So I had to go with it. You know, so I came out of the road, stopped the taxi, dropped down to the bus park. And then when I got down, the ambience, hmm. It was noisy, boisterous, and cagey. There were shouts of different destinations from left, right, center. You know, the, the park was full to the brim. PCMs with luggages, random persons waiting outside the park to confirm location before moving in. Some other persons clustered in group of threes and fours having a chat. Whew. So it was about 6 a.m. that time. The brightest of the day was upon us. So everything was free start clear. You could see people standing at range. You know, I picked my bag and bucket, moved straight to the Kaduna section, and I submitted my original ticket, wrote my name in the passenger's manifest, um, collected back my half-ton ticket from the attendant, and moved towards the bus. Well, they say birds of same feathers flock together. R rightly so. But in this case, uh, most of them we are heading to other directions. You know, two, we are light at Abuja. You know, they are heading towards Nasarawa. The other one at Suleja, that's Niger State. So, so I was the only one going to Kaduna. But it didn't stop the phone we had. After all, we are all PCMs sojourning to serve our country. So from when the journey started till we hit the highway, we had fun. When I mean fun, I mean mad fun. Aside the five of us who were prospective core members, random passengers you know they enjoyed our chat you know and then, then they joined in the conversation it was never a dull moment never you know to, to the extent they, they even made fun of my bucket you know, one of us was like guy now what for you you even carry bucket from house come out and then i replied oh boy i don't want your story a gas day complete <laughs> now that's the mind mindset of you know a newbie the mindset of some, someone who is new to something, you know. The, the mindset similar to when it's your first day in high school. 
you know, my first day in school, oh, I have to impress. You have to have everything ready and perfect for studies. You know, we had gone some distance and then heading towards the outskirts of Unsuka. After the University of Nigeria, we stopped by the fuel station for a refill. You know, and then on seeing our bus, women who were stationed selling stuffs rushed to our vehicle. We had to refill our stomach. Why did the driver refill the fuel tank? You know, so both passenger and bus are getting refilled at the same time. <laughs> you know, some of us got Enugu homemade up. Uh, the best in the eastern part of Nigeria. Mmm, mamma mia. No other opera comes close. No other opera comes close. Any other one is fake. Yeah, go ask around. The best opera in Nigeria is from the east. And then you call east, you mean the one made from Enugu. It's well made and prepared. So some got bananas and other drinks and liquid to send it home. You know, there was this man seated close to us, right from Abia State. He has been busy with his mouth and stomach. I mean, when I mean busy, I mean, guy has literally eaten everything. I mean, everything. And then my neighbor, she was a worry-born babe, a full-blooded Wafirian. She whispered to, you know, she whispered to me and she, she didn't to my ears. Let this guy not try to lose anything here. If not, I'll die with it. <laughs> I laughed hysterically. You know, he caught the attention of others who didn't know what happened. But then joined in the laughter. See, those guys were crazy. I mean crazy. Very crazy. It was like we're family. Like we've known ourselves from school or something. And then the driver was done and signaled. It was time to get going. So we hit the road. And oh, lest I forget, the landscape and serenity of Nsuka is a beauty. Oh, I adored nature. Everywhere green, the vegetation and then the hilly, the lands. Oh. No, 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 no. It was beautiful. Beautiful. On heading into a village in Benue, we met a nearly but didn't happen situation. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You were wonderful. Our vehicle failed brick, and luckily, it was at the point of a bad gravel road. You know, there was a speed bump in front, you know, constructed by highway road sellers, you know those people that stand along the road, so they had to construct this temporary speed bump that can slow vehicles down to ensure them sell their items. You know, now, at the opposite sides of the road are hawkers, so they're standing at the left-hand side and at the left and the right-hand side. You know, some were standing and others were seated. So as at that time, the incident happened. Luckily, we weren't on full speed because, of course, the, the bad road. So our driver swerved off the road and then rammed almost into one of the hawkers seated. Ah, Jesus. It was her stone and bucket that waged our vehicle from hitting her leg. <laughs> driver, what did happen? What did happen? All of us said, you know. And I will cut through the window. You know, the other seller by the road rushed down to check if the girl was okay. Fortunately, she was. She then packed her things and moved in down the road, so she now had to move back, get closer to the bush. So th that area, we looked, it looked like a farm settlement because there were ridges made and then few huts here and there, but it was not a residential area. 
So it was actually a farm settlement. You know, we came down from the vehicle. We all rushed down to check and to confirm what had happened. So we checked on the gear and we saw, and we were like, okay, sorry, you. ah, sorry, you. thank God, you. no vessel, sorry. Ah, thank God, you. this is your buckets, this road, now just help everything. And that was what our driver said. Brake don't call, brake pad don't call too. Ha, ewo, chai, chineke. You know, those kind of exclamations. Which can wahala be this now? You know, we all shouted in disappointment. And then when you look to the left, you look to the right, you, you don't find anything like a, a close by mechanic or storms around. I beg again, you have a mechanic day near here. Our driver asked. And then one of the sellers replied, Ha! No! Ifa oh, Ifa! This place na village oh. That was when we turned and looked at each other in fear. It was like, now so good day for here today, night you won't catch us. Hmm. Driver now said, Oh, yeah, enter motor, make with the go more manager. We had no option, with little or no option, we hopped in. You know, and we hopped in the vehicle, and, and then the driver had to drive eh, slowly along the highway. So we had to move out of the main road, and then we get, uh, we, we, sorry, we got closer to the bush line. So the bush line, yeah. So that was how we were driving along the bush line. Down. Driver, no rush, show you here. Small, small. We go reach our destination in Jesus' name. One of us, that was a, a human. She was, she was a mother, actually, with her child. And then she advised, no rush, yeah, small, small. We go reach our destination in Jesus' name. We all shouted, Amen. <laughs> ah, the funny thing about this whole thing is, it didn't stop the fun, actually. The conversation and the laughter we had going. So we continued where we left off. Yes, we had to continue. What do we do? We had to keep ourselves happy. Everything happens for the best. This time, the driver even joined. You know, he was enjoying the conversation and then he weighed in with his own opinion and suggestions here and there. You know. Ah. One big family. That was the, that was the, the epitome. That, that, that was the, 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 how will I put it? That, that was how I'm going to, I was going to describe our relationship in the bus. Like a big family. You know, like one big family, we continued our conversation. That was how we were talking, and, you know, having a chat, a chit-chat, we laughed, we were necessary, we had to yap, give ourselves jibes, you know, stuff like that. We, we had to reminisce school and everything, you know, it was indeed fun, you know. So we had covered 15 kilometers before we saw a glimpse of a, a nearby town. You know, the settlement was actually scattered. It, it was not... Um, like the normal town, so I would say. Take note, we are still in Berlin State. So it, it wasn't much of a cons it, it, uh, it, sorry, it, it wasn't much of a consolation to us actually. You know, not until one of us shouted, "Driver, see mechanic shop for front there." You know, driver, oh yeah, yeah, make make a check if then we we'll get waiting we want. You know, remember we are just driving slowly. That's because our brake pad was was bad. So we are driving by the grace of God and by the expertise of the driver. Something that, you know, the brake is very important to the vehicle. So just imagine you driving without a brake pad. So the driver, the driver do not have to overtake because he doesn't have to apply brake. I don't think you get the point. We, we are literally driving without a brake. So that means we are just going on our own. The, driver, the, the, the car has no control. It was by the grace of God and the expertise of the driver that we, we are moving. Hence, we moved slowly and close to the bush path. 
Well, so while we cited the mechanic, we, we had to just um, check it out. And like I said earlier, we were still in burning state. So between the outskirts of Nsuka and then uh, where we are currently was an hour plus thereabout. You know, so we've spent uh, close to 57 or 59 uh, minutes plus trying to move from there to this point. So yeah, we drove into the mechanic shop, you know. Um, so some of us came down for a stretch and better fresh air, you know, the stress and everything. We had to stretch our legs, take a, a fresh air, you know, and there was trees around. So we just had to go down to the tree to, to sit down, you know, and just, you know, there was a bench. So maybe it looked as if that was a hanging, a, a, a hangout spot, rather, a hangout spot for people. So maybe people just come around and they sit down. You know, so we had to sit on the bench and while our driver layers with the mechanic. Well, it was another fun time. Remember, we, we, we normally have fun, you know. You know, as we, we, we called a granite seller, we saw someone selling granite, she was just passing by. So we called her, Madam, come, how much be this your cup? She told us 15 era. The cup was too big for 15 era. And we were like, nah, it's cheap. How much be the food tray? And she said 700. Waiting, seven waiting. 700 ah that was how we bought a full tray of granite too you know the woman poured it um the boy granite actually she poured it inside a walkie-talkie black you know that normal waterproof bag the black one that makes noise so she poured it inside and then we started munching so work work on the vehicle has commenced while we are busy chewing our granite filling the pods and some who want to stone the other person you stole and stuff like that driver can't chop we called and then the driver came and took a handful and then went back to the mechanic to check to see if things were put in place. You know, normally you wouldn't be outside or some other place while your vehicle is being fixed. So he took a handful of the granite and he went back. So we were on the granite, which was almost half the waterproof. When I mean half, so you, you check that walkie-talkie waterproof. The granite was half of it. So that was the quantity. Of the 700 naira granite we bought from that woman you know so we are we are teeth still chewing the driver now said oh yeah time don't reach more could they go that was about 15 minutes after we came in so everything was done the car was fixed the brake pad was working the driver had to test around revise and stuff like that to check if it is actually working so lo he said of course it's working let's um, start going you know so because of our sitting position in the bus we are passing the granite bag around. It's just like an offering bus. You know, when Usher carried that um, handmade furniture offering box from one um, road to another, that was how we are passing granite from one road to another. It was funny. It was actually funny. So that was how we are passing it. Anyone, when we get to your road, you collect a handful and you pass to the next road, stuff like that. When you're done, you say, granite, please. You know, so... <laughs> no, 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 it was fun. So that, that was how we are passing it and then we are chewing and still talking you know to the extent it didn't even end there they had to use my 10 liter bucket as a granite poured dump my, my 10 liter bucket was the dump for it i couldn't help but laugh what do i do i'm not gonna i'm not gonna shout i'm not gonna scold anyone i'm not gonna get angry so well yeah i offered my bucket put it there everybody does have to put their granite poured into my bucket so it took us another two hours and we got to Lokuja, which was the final stop before heading to our destination so Lokoja was like the final stop. Driver told us, now here we go stop. The next stop is at Abuja where we we'll drop people off the park. And then next off we are blowing down to Kaduna. So that was like a spot where you can have something to eat. To fill your stomach for the final 
journey. You know, so at the park was assorted eateries. You know, you you know that this is a park or this is a spot where travelers come to hang out. Where travelers come to eat. There are different restaurants assorted all spread out, you know, and then we are frying yam, you see baby yams, plantains, plantains like they, they remove it from the back and then they fry it like that or they roast it like that, you know. Man, it was interesting. But lest I forget, Lokoja was very hot at that moment. Very, very, very hot, you know. So, but then we had to come down, some of us took the um, front side of the bus, you know, we took the door. While we seated at the back, we had to jump down from the boots. You know, and stuff like that. So you could feel the vibe because different buses trooped in and being the week for camping activities, no, no one no one could tell that majority are PCMs heading up north. You know, you, you don't need a, a, a soothsayer or a sorcerer to tell that these are actually corpus or intending corpus going to, to the camp. So yes, bus were coming in, others were leaving, stuff like just like that, coming in and going out. And then it was fun. We just had to go in and driver said, you have only 10 minutes to eat. Ah, uh, 10 minutes. So you know that when you are seated, you just have to eat quickly, grab, munch, chew, any honey house. Some persons want went to buy um, brunch, you know, something, or, or, or what would I call it? Um, I would say, you know, this meal, we'll just eat in, yeah, in between. So some people got um, um, rough edges, some got um, meat pie and the rest of them. So just to make things easier. And 15 minutes, we are done. So yeah, it was um, 15 minutes after we were eating and then someone was like, where driver we still here now? You know, then we started looking for our driver. Ah, driver don't lost, so I tell you, make you keep close eye on him. I tell you, make you sit down close to Ramo. You, I tell you, make you buy a water. You, I tell you, that's how we are, you know, apportioning blames and stuff. So like we're looking for our driver. So later, someone said, ah, see driver. Ah, and driver came up. Driver, where you go now? He said, now nah, go help my stomach first. Ah, even driver too went, uh, went out to went out to eat. So we are like, why no eat when you say no? In get a special place when they chop. Oh wow, drivers have their own special restaurant, their own eatery. Well, and then that was how we all set out. So plus the driver's um, extra five minutes. We were trying to look for him. So it was 20 minutes after we stepped out of the restaurant and then we entered our vehicle so before while we were on our vehicle trying to turn the, the, one of the guys in front he was like this you know this journey no go sweet though if we know more just add suya you know because there are there are uh, malams you know some aboki guys roasting suya there so he said okay how many of us will now counted and he said okay we're going to pay in twos so two persons we're going to get a wrap of suya for everybody he was going to sponsor by the ways so yeah the meat the, the meat oh my they were looking tantalizing as in it was um catchy you know when you're going out there this thing keeps shining on your eyes the tomatoes the onion well placed and well decorated you'll be like man these guys have um a phd in catering so yeah it caught our fancy and then the guy was like okay let me get for everybody so we paired in twos and then that was how we got our wraps of suya and walked into the vehicle and that was how we are chewing so yeah, and then those of us who have our drinks and the others who have water, you know, they are just sending it home with it. So that was how we continued our journey from Lokoja. And then we headed straight down to Abuja. There's a park in Abuja, so we went into the park. 
you know, the way Abuja was placed, people that knows Abuja uh, very well, people that know Abuja very well, sorry, people that know Abuja very well, they know that um, the residential area is quite different, the busy area is quite different, and then stuff like that. Everything is just planned, actually. So the park, the majority of the park are stationed at a particular location. So we had to drive around and go into Abuja and then I will get to the we got to the park. So we had to drop those who are going to come down in Abuja. Meanwhile, we had already dropped some at Guagualada and the other ones at I don't know what that junction again, some, somewhere around the other flyover stuff. So that's how we dropped them. And then it was about um is it 6 p.m.? No, it's not. I think this journey took us to the night because I know I got to. I think I've, I've lost track of time now. I think I, I know I got to Chikun, the camp, by between 9 and 10. So I don't know all these things. I, 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 I can't keep track of time. So I think I lost track of time. So between Abuja to Kaduna is an hour 30 minutes, an hour 45 minutes. So that's how we headed. Now, virtually everybody is down. I am the only couple remaining. <laughs> I am the only one remaining. So, most of us have gone down and then we are left five. Just five of us in the bus. So, okay, I have not gotten to that place for the first time. And I am the only copper. So, I was busy stretching my eyes and then looking, please, driver, we have the permanent orientation camp. You know, he said, okay, if they along the road, you won't even get to town. I said, okay, fine. It was very dark, as in, you can't see the signpost along the road because it was, the darkness was thick. And then there was no, how would I put it, no street along the road, the highway, so you don't expect to see street along it. So that's how we are going at full speed. And then I was busy stretching my eyes from the left window, stretching my eyes to the right window, looking forward, trying to see if I can catch a glimpse of the signboard or something, you know, so that was how we are moving. And then someone has said, look this signboard, look this signboard, look this signboard. And then we looked. Ah, we don't pass Amo. So we had already gone like um, three blocks away forward from the camp. And then so we had to just um, drive back. And then they stopped me. And then I, pick, I bade them bye-bye, picked my bag, my bucket. And I came, uh, came down from the vehicle and I took a deep breath. And I'm like, I was like, I'm here finally. After the whole trauma, the whole stress and everything, the phone. Actually, I'm not going to miss that. The phone. I'm here in front of the camp. Well placed. So it's, it's, the inscription reads, Black Gold Camp. Chikun Kaduna. Wow. And then there is a statue of um, a copper, you know, saluting and stuff. It was... It was interesting to see, you know, it was, a, it was a sight to behold. So then I picked my belongings and I walked through the gates. You know, there are barricades of soldiers stationed there and there were lights, you know, this, um, you know how this army, they place their lights and stuff. So I walked in. Well, I thought it's all over. I never knew I had another phase of uh, drama. So while I was going, something happened. You know, yeah, something happened and I thought it was all over, not knowing I had more drama to face. Well, I'm going to continue the story in the next episode. So you just have to keep tabs and you start from the episode one. 
you go to the menu and you see my NYSE diary episode one. So you listen to it and then you can also listen to this to follow up or you listen to this and listen to that, the episode one, because I gave some, I gave some info, I gave a glimpse of information on what happened during my time in the camp and stuff like that. So I'm going to say thank you for listening. My name is William Spence Chibike and I have other episodes too. You just have to scroll, play and listen at your leisure time and share if you find it interesting. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.